Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, good people, yes, 12 minutes, that song is always so hype, um, what's, up? what's going on everybody, welcome to Saints and Thugs, how's everybody doing out there, hope you guys are checking in, uh, we are on Facebook Live, um, you can comment, um, you can leave some questions, um, you can chime in um we may say what you type in um just depends on if it's good enough but welcome uh we are saints and thugs my name is rondell eskridge and my wife tenay denine eskridge mm-hmm. um, where we talk about everything everything that has to do with life love relationships uh work men women um chivalry you name it we talk about it children children we like to think we have a heavenly south central perspective wor- mm. a worldview a heavenly south central worldview true um where we have two different personalities but one common purpose and one one goal rondell is a saint he tends to take a more gentle approach i try to um in regards to his opinion his opinions on the world mm. and i believe you drop bombs and count bodies later it's crazy too I'm I'm trying to see yes. how what our son is gonna be like Drop because if bombs, he got that mentality, count bodies oh my later. God. Yeah, I'm African American, American without privilege, African without memory. <laughs> I got a whole attitude. <laughs> True story. So today, um, as our intro, we like to do these. Would you rather? Like you know, we done. Would you rather peanut butter and jelly, or would you rather a mayonnaise sandwich? Would you rather syrup? And bread or mayonnaise and bread? Would you rather Wonder Bread or wheat bread? And today's Would You Rather is love or provision? Basically, would you rather a man that got a little shmoney or a man who is available emotionally, physically, mm. and spiritually? Would you rather like Braxton P. Hartnerbrig, you know? Oh. Oh, mm. Right. Off of Jimmy Fox show? Yeah. Or maybe like Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> 
Those are the extremes. They're good people on both sides. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this topic came up because um, we was with some with our kinfolk yesterday, and we were just talking about um, men being providers. And mm. is that the bear? Is that the expectation? And in some contexts, I mean, if you look in our history, yes, I'll take a man with a job any day of the week. But is that merely enough? Love don't buy. Make Does no he have turn. to spend time with me? Does he have to talk to me? Does he have to engage with me? Does, should he have something to give to me? Some type of life experience? Mm, which one would you rather? I mean, I mean, listen. Which one would y'all rather? Y'all it's comment. Almost Let the us first know. Of the month, so it's a hard <laughs> question to answer around the first. Love mid-month, or provision? Mid month, I take provision. Right. You know, early in the month, I just need some, some money. <laughs> at my at thirty three years old, um, being on my own, uh, I would prefer. I think. Uh, provision mm. um no i would prefer love let me take that back let me okay. fix that my younger years in my early 20s if he ain't had no money it wasn't gonna work it's because i didn't have no money so we both couldn't go out to the restaurant and eat um and have uh water somebody <laughs> had to buy soda somebody had to pay for the food hmm. not at 33 um it'd be nice for him to be able to carry his own weight and contribute in some context however i would much prefer i would prefer him to be emotionally stable spiritually stable and um, well-rounded. And, and obviously, I don't want him to be poor or not have, but I would tolerate a man who didn't maybe have as much as I did or had just as much as I did and we worked and built together versus a man who could just take care of me. Hmm. Because what I've learned in my my 33 long years on this earth is that um, a provider without any sense of moral uh, moral conduct is Donald Trump. I guarantee you Donald Trump's children want nothing. They need for nothing. Mm. And um, listen. What else is their dad teaching them? <laughs> Leslie said provision all day. She said we'll build from that. <laughs> we don't need. <laughs> listen, that's just this. This is the truth, though, because for in some kind, con- this is why it's a conversation. Because for some women and some men, some men want women to have more than them because they don't see themselves ever been able to achieve on their own. Mm-hmm. And at this point, in that thirty three, I've made my own. I make my own money. I'm able to take care of myself. I'm not saying he can't have nothing, but what I'm saying is that I'd much rather a man who was able to give me emotional support. Um, spiritual support and we build together than just provision because I've been with ballers before and they, and they had no time um, you know what I mean those relationships are usually built on sex and money mm. and little intimacy or true connection true story so I mean he could be balling you know what I mean but you see him every now and again and when you do see him you know what I mean you get right to work and by work I mean the grown up and then um, Chief Rondell's a saint he calls <laughs> sex the grown up you know there might be kids watching you I call know. it art listen know. I know that kids school. nowadays get to see everything, but you know I don't want to be the contributor. Tasha said, "What's love got to do with it?" Mm. Mm. What's love got to do with it? That's what my grandma would have said. My grandmother probably calling me a fool from heaven. She said, "I didn't raise that girl right. That man need to have some money. She'll learn to love a man with money." That's what my grandma say. My grandma say, "Money make everybody beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. First of all, money make everybody beautiful. That is a terrible way to live. Listen, I think that uh, um, it's crazy because like the most wealthy um, neighborhoods in the country have the highest suicide rate um, it's amongst kids. You know what I mean? And, you know, husbands and wives as well. You know what I mean? And they have money. Right. You see a lot of celebrities um, who squander their life, who literally their personal life is in shambles. Because they have no love and no identity, and they don't—they have any—they don't even know how to show love or give love. But they have all the money in the world. So, 
there's something to be said about love, you know. But this is the thing. My favorite book, and this is a good book. It's, it's sold more copies than any books ever in the world. It say money is answer of all things. True story. It does. It's it it does. So say you can that. be broke by yourself. I can't with you. Top ramen don't taste good with two people. Don't taste good with one. Okay, Spam don't taste good with company. <laughs> That's something you eat by yourself. Mm, I don't know. It depends on how many packs you put in the water. If you put it in three packs, you can feed a couple people. I would never mind. Anywho, um, <laughs> my auntie used to make top ramen and put ch- boiled chicken and put it in there and make a whole meal out of it. You think you got a real meal and really this is top ramen? If y'all ain't never had boiled chicken and top ramen, y'all ain't really grew up hood. <laughs> so if you can't relate, get off of get off of this podcast because you can't relate. Anybody never here put in sugar on their top ramen? Ever put sugar on my top ramen or put chicken in it? Come on, you got to put. A I was sugar raised on with it. standards: salt and pepper or sugar. Either we got to have standards, people. <laughs> Anywho, so would y'all rather love or would you rather provision? I say, as a man, would you rather a woman that have? Would you rather a woman that have money, financial stability when she comes into the marriage, or would you rather a woman who is emotionally stable, spiritually stable, physically stable? Emotionally stable, physically, spiritually, all of that stuff. I'm telling you, I'll take that A1. She ain't got to have no job. Listen. Do she have to have her teeth? Emotionally stable goes a long way. Men want peace. Like, men want to be able to know that when they come home, it's not going to be a whole lot of drama. Like, they can do a whole lot of things out in the world. You can take a whole lot of mess when you go to work and when you're dealing with people or what have you. But, man, where it hurts the worst is when you come home and you got to deal with it. So, I would take an emotionally stable woman and rather work my tail off than have a woman who can provide but is emotionally all over the place. And I feel like that might represent the time we're in right now. There are so many women out here who are doing dope things, who are educated, right, who are smart, who have amazing jobs, who make money. And these women are single, and they're trying to figure out why they're single, right? And in a lot of ways, you know, some of them are too much for men. Some of them, a man would rather have a mediocre job and a mediocre life than to deal with your emotional instability. Like, they they take that over it. And, you know, I'm telling you why. It's because a man can't take that. He needs peace. Like, he needs his comfort zone. Brothers, he got y'all sounding real weak. Uh, man can't take that. Right. Jay Patrick Wise, let me let me let your singleness chime in. Uh, listen, go ahead. Let tell his him. singleness chime go in with his single him. brother. Go on and tell him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I'm telling you, you need that peace. You need that zen time, that alone time. Something she's not going to take personal, too. Like, if you decide you want to be by yourself or do something by yourself. Ladies, how do you feel about that? The fact that he is saying a man wants an emotionally stable woman, and if she's not emotionally stable, that's a problem for him. It's not- I, I know people in marriages, and I, I think there was there has been some years in our marriage when I wasn't emotionally stable. It's true. So I'm telling you guys from experience. That's why I need to listen. You heard what she said. I'm telling you that... A peaceful today is the best thing ever, literally. You walk into a house that's totally different. They clean different. They cook different. They treat you different. Her emotionally stable is like, I mean, it really is. It's like um, heaven. It's like heaven. It, it is. You know what I mean? She can make all the money in the world, but if she make you feel like crap, you don't want to be there. So basically you're saying, before I punch you in your throat, is that an emotionally stable woman affects how you feel about yourself in, the, in a marriage. In Absolutely. a marriage. So yeah. my emotional state affects your self-esteem. Yeah. 
Okay, so th- then I can take it in a positive context. Like, okay, I want my man to feel good about himself. But if you saying that I'm responsible for your crazy, I'm gonna say your mama. No, 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 no. Crazy. I'm not saying you are gonna make me crazy. It's a woman, either. but it ain't me. <laughs> it's a woman, <laughs> but it ain't me. I'm not saying you are gonna make me crazy. You're not. You're just gonna make me uncomfortable, right? And you make a man not want to be there, right? So if, if your man is grudging, be like if he does not want to go home. Right. After work, he decides he want to go to the bar or he want to go chill with his friends. Right. It's because you haven't made that place a a safe space for him. It's not a comfortable space for him. So, you know, he'd rather just get there when he's sleepy so that he can go to sleep and wake up and leave again. You know what I mean? And if your guy is doing that, you got to realize that there's a reason that he's doing that. It's not just because this is his schedule. It's not just because. Um, this is something he likes to do, but there is a reason that you guys got to get to. There's a root to that. Um, and I guarantee you that it's probably because, you know, him coming home is not a good place for him. Mm, listen, I can't say this as a married woman who has been emotionally unstable and emotionally stable, um, that everything works better. You do, you have a, as a female in my marriage or as a, as a person who is dominant over the home, I do realize that I set the temperature or the weather for what's happening in our lives. The climate. The climate. That is that is my dominion in the area in which I contribute. So when I'm crazy, the house seems to be a bit crazy. We eat stuff like top ramen with chicken <laughs> and sugar. <laughs> His aunt was crazy. I'm <laughs> but um, when I'm not crazy, we are a little bit more productive as a couple in our businesses and our ministry and our purpose. So I definitely can concur um, that a man wants an emotionally, but this is what we also want. I know my emotional stability is important to him, but his drive is important to me. I don't want no man that I have got to motivate to do everything. If I got to motivate you to take the trash out, motivate you to uh, get up and go to work, motivate you to start your dreams, motivate you to work on your body fat percentage. If I got to motivate <laughs> you for everything, you right. then it's not. But then it's not. It's not fair game. I just gained twenty five pounds, y'all, because ta- she pregnant. Okay, he all right. Because I'm pregnant. We pregnant. Okay, we pregnant. We, not just gained twenty five pounds. We are. But the point is, is that we both have to have responsibilities in how we, you know how we treat each other. So again, um, before we jump into our topic, our, our, our intro conver- uh, conversation was love versus provision. Would you have a rather man who has all the emotional, physical, um, and spiritual so can support you? A woman. Or a woman, or a man or a woman, or um, a man or a woman who got the cheddar, who can pay your bills. And we know when you ain't got no money, when the light's about to get cut off, that's the type of stress you ain't never felt before. Mm. When you can't pay your rent, that stress is unreal. I literally felt my lungs tie themselves in a knot one time. I couldn't pay my rent. True. I couldn't breathe with a breathing machine. Ain't nobody sexy when you're hungry. Mm. Hey, right. Mm. Ain't nobody sexy when you're hungry. Nobody. That hey. Mark, listen, somebody need to put a, a pin in that. Nobody. When you're hungry, ain't nothing going down. Ain't nobody sexy when you're hungry. You know, hungry. it's so crazy because whenever we got a lot of money, today is a different person. <laughs> trying to tell you there are seasons Jeez. when we ain't got it. She is not the same person. Um, so, it, you know, you you need that part as well. But when we struggling, ain't nothing going down. Right. And so, um, pick you know, fight your battles. I don't know if one is wrong or right. But before we jump into our... I'll take both, though. I'll take both. You can take both. We didn't say you can take both. Thank I'm you. just saying that I don't... If I have to... Have, if one it has to be... Uh, if one has to be more than the other, then I want a man... I want a man who is... Um, 
emotionally, spiritually, and physically supportive. Because I have an, I have a unique skill to, and that is to make wealth for myself. Um, that's something I learned from my mother. I've always been able to build from nothing. Um, it's a quality you see in a lot of women from urban communities. Um, from selling handbags, making jewelry, selling dinners on Friday night. We gonna eat and the lights gonna be paid. So um, we're going to work together in that context. So for me, I want him to be able to financially take care of me. And I've been blessed to be in a marriage where that is my truth. However, um, more importantly, I do have emotional instability at times. So I need him to be able to speak to my in my instability. I need him to have patience and grace and also to have a true understanding and revelation of the emotions of a woman. Um, because he can pay my bills, but if he can't understand why I'm in this fetal position or why I'm crying or why I'm easily affected by this subject, I can't pay for that. Mm. So... That's my context, but you know, another woman may be like, listen, I'm going to just take a Xanax and call it a day because the lights is paid. But before <laughs> we jump into our main topic, I want to shout out all the 2019 graduates. I got a special graduate in my bloodline, my very own, own, own. This is my baby, my baby. Oh, put, put her up there on the screen. That's her. She graduated, y'all. Uh, she graduated from uh, Middletown High School. And she on. is going on. Uh, she's going to Howard University. She gone to the Mecca, y'all. HBCU. That's Can y'all tell she looked just like me? <laughs> yeah, we Mary Lou's great grandkids. Mary Lou. <laughs> Mary Lou Bell. Mary Lou Bell. I made Mary Lou an ashtray when I was in uh, first kindergarten Listen, or first this grade. this story right here. No, time. you got to start from the beginning. But it don't, this story don't go good if I don't have an ashtray. Congratulations, Kayla. Uh, Kayla Davis Bell. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And as um, soon as I get a little extra cheese, you know it's coming your way. <laughs> yeah. she, she, she a woman of my own flesh and blood. If it ain't green, it don't talk. Mm, and she get a scholarship too. Yes, yeah. yeah, she's on. She's got scholarship, y'all. Shout volleyball. out to my cousin Kia. Oh yeah, she play, She's on an academic scholarship, honey. She not Yo. just. I know she's tall and fine, but she got a brain too. Man, okay. My baby <laughs> on academic scholarship. She got oh. great. She got grade. She got GPA. Real quick, um, I watched probably the best graduation speech I've ever seen, maybe or the most interesting, where it was a guy. I think it was an Asian guy. And uh, he did like a five minute speech where he talked about how he should not have been valedictorian and how he should not have been picked to do the speech. But he was picked because he had a 4.6 grade point average. And he talked about how to, to qualify to speak for his class, you have to have the best grade point average, but you don't actually have to know any of your classmates. Right. And he's like, that was ridiculous. The fact that he's representing people that he doesn't even know. Right. And he was saying that his focus on academics didn't allow him to excel socially. So he couldn't join the basketball team or the debate team or um, the football team or, or to, to even play music because he was so academically focused. And he realizes that he lost out on relationships. He lost out on um, getting to know people. And Hilarious. Bloopers. Um, but it was one of the best graduation speeches I've heard because he was so brutally honest about the social aspect of school and how that helps you develop and grow as a human being. And in this country, the way education is done is, you know, if you get the A, then you are automatically um, desired. You're automatically a good person. Um, but what it what it does is it, it kind of brings about this uh, these types of people that are smart douchebags. And we used, we we pretty much call them politicians. Um, and so we kind of raise a generation of, of kids who, as long as you get a great grade, right, then you get the good job and you have no empathy, you, have, you don't care for anybody else. Um, and when you hold positions of power and authority, 
right? You don't really care about people because you can't. Everything about your life was academic um, in, in the early stages of, of your youth. And later on, you can't empathize with people because you don't even know how to build relationships. I'm not going to say that about our president, but um, that kind of represents the culture of, of our politics. The United States of America. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Anyways, we can jump into this main topic here. What's our topic today? Uh, let's ask our producer. Uh, could you uh, preface this topic, please? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> today we're talking about cultivation. What does it mean to be a cultivator in a relationship? How do you identify a cultivator? Oh, yeah. What does it mean to be uh, someone who, who actively is engaged in the status and ongoing development and enhancement of the relationship? Mm-hmm. And is love a verb? We sum it up with that question. We mm. sum it up. I would say it ties perfectly into the intro because, like I said, I would prefer at 33 years old a man who is mediocre financially, but he excels emotionally, spiritually, and physically because I know that I'm a cultivator. Physically. So if he gives me $5, I physically. can flip it into 20 Yes, physically. <laughs> Woman so got funny. needs and urges. So funny. She got itch that got to be scratched. <laughs> and not just on Thursdays. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Lou, so I, I see myself as a woman, as a cultivator. I say if he whatever whatever, if he has something to be cultivated, I can't cultivate a man with just potential. Mm. If all he got is potential and he ain't even learned how to get an LLC, now, I'm not saying that his business got to be booming, but he has, he's got to be able to aspire to the basics. There has mm. to be a benchmark a benchmark for success. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we do. At first grade, there's a first grade reading level. Second grade, there's a second grade reading level. So if I'm in my late 20s, early 30s, early 40s, and I'm dating, there has to be a benchmark standard for a man that I'm willing to get in a relationship with and cultivate. Hmm. How, do you, how are you able to tell? Like, like, I think that most people would ask, um, how do you know that you are even dating a cultivator or somebody who has the potential um, for that? I think we got to devi- define cultivator first. Mm. We have to define define cultivator. Oh. Um, I think a cultivator is somebody that's going to make you better. Um, you know, in, in its most simple uh, um, definition. definition. Uh, somebody that is going to absolutely um, um, try you. Like they're going to uh, you're not going to allow you to be uh, mediocre. I think that they're going to challenge you in ways that you've never been challenged before, and I think that they're going to help you get to the you know to the best life possible. I think that they're not going to accept uh, mediocrity. I think that uh, um, um, you need someone like that because if you don't have someone like that, I think that your kids will be affected by who that person um, really is. You know what I mean? So. Uh, um, if she's able to cultivate me, then I know that in my mind, I'm like, she can cultivate my son. She can cultivate my daughter. Um, and I just tend to think like that. Not everybody mm-hmm. thinks like that, but I do. And so I think it's somebody who's not going to allow you to be mediocre. Uh, Webster defines a cultivator as to prepare or use for crops or gardening. Okay, so someone who is preparing you for the harvest mm-hmm. um, to try to acquire... Mm, preparing you for the harvest. I like that. I'll get you ready for the harvest. Uh, hit the organ. I'm just waiting. See, you don't need just anybody. Okay, you need okay. somebody who's a cultivator. Mm-hmm. Someone who understands geographically the systematic system of the garden. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> someone who will try, who will prepare, who will work, who can fertilize. Hmm. So for me, a cultivator is Tanae. Can you put a picture of me up? Hilarious. <laughs> I I can honestly say that. I, this is the thing. The Bible says, oh, wait, can I say that? The Bible says, give honor where honor is due. Everything my husband ever told me he dreamed of, it became my passion in marriage. Um, we own a summer camp business. This is our sixth year in business. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Six years successfully in business. Mm -hmm. And something that we talked about consistently in dating is because he worked at summer camps his whole entire life was that he wanted to own his own camp. Now, how the camp actually came about was a necessity. We needed to pay our rent after our marriage and his usual Hilarious. summer job. He was working for the city. They didn't give him any hours. So we started with seven beautiful campers um, and we built to over 200. But that dream wasn't my dream. That was his dream. So I used my gift of building to build his dream. As a result, my dream was to always have a man that could take care of me. So we both got into the stick because she was making shmoney. Mm. And he was he he was having he had his dream. His dream was manifesting um, through the work of my hands, and so through the work of our hands. And when I say our hands, is because I have a unique skill and ability to pull things together. Um, and he, he once they're together, he knows how to make them look beautiful. Yeah, not just her, but I just think that that's women in general. Um, Doctor Miles Monroe says women are incubators. He says whatever you give them, they will make better or worse, um, depending on what you give them. Um, and so he uses analogy. He says, if you give a woman a sentence, she'll give you a paragraph. If you give her a paragraph, she'll give you a page. He said, you give her a page, she'll give you a book. He said, if you give her frustration, she'll give you hell. So it, it's it's one of those things that that she will multiply whatever it is you are giving out. If you have nothing for her to do, um, <laughs> I think that she becomes bored very fast. Um, and she wants out of the relationship. And even if she stays with you, she's not in. But I don't think in. most women want out of the relationship. I think women start trying to c cultivate things that can't be cultivated. Mm. You know what I mean? You like, uh, uh I love the way he chew gum. We're going to start a clothing line about chewing gum techniques. Mm. Like women, because a woman, when she's when she has her heart on something, she don't just, she's not easily detoured. Women are strong. They are skillful. They don't, it take a lot for us to leave a brother, especially if, we've, if we're already having sex, if we're already in love with him. God forbid we already have have children with him right. it takes a lot so it's not even a matter it's, it's a matter of us realizing that he may not be cultivatable mm, wow cultivatable is that a word um it is now it, it is, is now. A word now he ain't cultivatable is he this? cultivatable for the single women out there that's a good question how do you know if he's cultivatable first off look at his hygiene wow he can't if he don't floss, he may not be cultivatable. There's just basics to Hilarious. this. Hilarious. I think that now that we one of the things we talked about before is, is chivalry. Like and we talked about this in the car, right? Um, and what that looks like in today's time. I feel like certain women don't require it um much anymore. And I think that it's almost a um a disservice to yourself because it was probably one of the ways that you could at least weed out a guy, you know what I mean, at first glance based on how chivalrous he was, you know, in certain just basic etiquette. And then there's also the selfish guy. And the selfish guy is usually only, he only shows chivalry towards you. And if you mistake that as him being, as that being his character or absolutely who he is, you'll miss it. And at the moment that he's no longer interested in you, you'll be like everybody else that he treats terrible. So I think that, um, chivalry may be one of the ways that you can tell whether or not a guy is 
um, cultivatable or um, even worth dating. No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree that chivalry is important because chivalry allows you to assess what he's willing and um, not willing to do in regards to having you as his own personal woman. Hmm. So is he willing to take me out multiple times on a week and pay? Does every date that he create um, or invite me on free? Are we always walking in the park or walking on the beach? Hmm. Am I any type of investment for him? You know, do we do we want to buy me dinner, let alone the dessert? And after mm. dessert, do we want to go to Starbucks so we can talk for a little bit longer? Or does he want to spend time with you? Or do we want to spend like, time with you? Is he going to make time for you? Listen, if this is, and this is, sis, look me in my face if you're watching a podcast. If you're listening, stare in the mirror and look at yourself. If he only want to take you around his boys, cause, and, and, and that's the, I'm going to tell you why. That's because you dress loose. If you don't know what dress loose mean, we're gonna call on it. We're gonna channel the spirit of the ancestors. I can't. Come down here and explain. That means that you show, you're sharing your stuff. And men like to take women around their boys who share their stuff and they use you as a trophy. Now, if you know anything about a trophy piece, you really have no purpose other than to show people what you what you accomplished before, not necessarily what you're doing now. Mm. So pay attention to this because I see this in a lot of women. Like, now nah, we went in, we went over his boy house to watch the fight, and then we was at the. We was at the bar. That, that was our. That was Patrick. Yeah. I've been practicing. I'm in an online ratchet class on Udemy. Yeah. And um, so we was just kicking in, and I'm like, "Oh, what y'all eat? Oh, we just had some appetizers. He ain't feed you. Listen, let wings me tell you something. Wings, wings and, and things. things. Well, that's not feeding you. I need a meal. I need an appetizer, a main dish, dessert, and I need a nightcap. But you said you was a snack. Oh, sis, sis, did you say you was a snack? You messed up. You a full meal, sis. Mm. So what I'm saying is, listen, listen, that you have to have a standard and even in your shivery. Mm. Don't think just because he's bringing you around people that he likes you. Because if you got if you got because if you're beautiful, that's the standard. Everybody wants to show off something beautiful, but you're more than beautiful. So make sure that the investment, the investor is investing. If he's not investing, he's not an investor. He's wasting your time. This is what my mama used to tell me about business because I've been trying to start business my whole life. She said, Tanae, if it ain't making no money, it's a charity. And I realized I don't had a lot of charities, y'all. Mm-hmm. I've been in philanthropy my whole life. <laughs> I've been philanthropic. Right, true but, story. But um, so even assess his, assess his chivalry. Mm. Um, wings and things is not a date, and you are not a snack. Neither is chilies. Neither is chilies. Chilies is chilies is when my right. We just went to chilies what two weeks ago. Rondell picked me up from a flight. I, um, some of you guys know I've been uh, spot touring with my book. And so he picked me up from the airport. I was starving, and we stopped by Chili's. Please understand that we was full on almost married before Chili's became a thing. We had an account in our name together before Chili's became a thing. <coughs> you, and here is the thing: you like, well, wait a minute. With you cannot allow a man to get comfortable. So e- even in marriage, when we go, there's a difference between we going out to eat and when we going out on date night. I got date I got, night requires a meal with three digits. Yeah, and I, I got a friend who you know what I mean was full on cooking for. You know what I mean? Providing meals for a guy, you know, who wasn't definitely wasn't her husband and, you know, didn't realize that. I'm like, look, if you make a man comfortable, he's going to be comfortable in that space. Boom. And it's going to be hard to move him out of that space. Right. So if you want things to go to the next level, he like, no, we good at this level right here. Right. And you're giving him the perks of being married without actually being married. Why would he want to change that? You can have your cake and eat it, too. You got your freedom. Right. I can come here and eat and I can go back home. We can have an argument and I can go back home. I don't have to go to the house with you. I don't have to be in that energy. 
right? And and I can smash at the same time. So he like shoot, I, it's a win win for him. And if it's you know what I mean, and at the same time that is he doesn't have this this uh uh he's not trapped or what have you by marriage, which means that at any point in time he can let you go with no strings attached, right? Unless y'all got a kid together, then it's a little. And this is the different. thing: the morale in our in our in our in our country is so low. Having a kid together don't mean nothing. No, it's true. He'd be out of there so quick. We've almost created. I think that because, especially in my generation, we are the generation that were raised by our mothers. Um, matter of fact, some of the biggest Instagram personalities or YouTube personalities are men who reenact their moms. Come right? on now, uh, which is hilarious because you I better. can see it. <laughs> I, I see it and I crack it because I'm like, that's my mom, right? And what I realize is that we are, especially as black men, we are a generation of men who were raised by our mothers. And, and grandmothers. So, um, and so we have a burden for fatherhood, right? Uh, most of my friends, right, if, if in 2019 you are still abandoning your kids, you on an island all by yourself in a lot of ways. I don't even Kill associate yourself. with dudes like that. Can you say that right? in air? And most of my friends, it don't matter if they the, you know what I'm saying, the gulliest of the gully, right? They like, these my kids. Because they know what it's like to grow up all without a father. All 14 of them. <laughs> all 14 of mine. <laughs> right? And they know. So they, they know what it's like to grow up without a father. So it's important to us. I would, th- you know, you think about it when you're young. Like, I'm going to be this for my kid. But... What we've done as well is we thought that that's all the kid needs. I just need a father. And so now you have a generation of men who have their kids, but they can let the mama go, right? Or they'll treat the mom any type of way. Or they don't think that they need to be married. I just need to be a good father. But what you don't realize is both of those things add to the value of your kid, right? Or the trauma that they experience, right? When you when they, they do what you do, not what you say. So when they don't actively see you love their mom or treat them with the utmost respect, right, and cultivate her and build her up, right, they will become that because of what they see, not from what you tell them. And so now we have a generation where I feel like it's better because most of us as as fathers are like, no, I'm going to take care of my kid. But we still don't respect women enough to say, no, I want to be with you and only you, and I want to take care of our son or daughter together. Yeah, I think that that's something as a single woman. I mean, if you're over 30, the odds that you're going to meet and marry somebody with no kids is slim to none. Mm. Sorry, Patrick. Ooh. Well, I, I, I'm holding on to hope. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick is dreaming of you tonight, but tomorrow. Okay, listen. So if you're over 30, statistically speaking, the odds of you marrying someone without children is very slim. Unless which you means get you a young buckaroo. <laughs> Yo, this is how men think. I'm going to tell you, it's three men in the studio right now, and they always like, I don't know. I could. I could. I could. Uh, you no, know, listen. Ain't nobody gonna do you like a seasoned woman, okay? Mm. She seasoned her chicken right. (laughs) There's women older that don't have kids. It's true. That's true. There's a few. I agree. Tasha's pretty. No, Tasha is 26. (laughs) Yeah, we got we got our mentee in here today. She like, what about me? She all at 27. She ain't older. Okay, true. Carry on. So over 34. If you are, if you're over 35, still fine. You still fine and wine. You can have kids. I'm about to drop this baby, and my waist gonna be snatched. I'm gonna be back to a whole meal. I ain't never been a snack, Patrick, but I'm gonna be a whole meal. A whole lunchable. God. Listen, I'm back. I'm back. Baby do October 2nd. October 3rd is a wrap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to saran wrap this waist up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I seeing that back. on Instagram. Does that work? 
That's what the old school folks say. Tie that waist down. I saw a dude do that. In, I saw a dude do that in the gym the other day. Mm-hmm. What? He just had a baby. Yeah, he, right. Saran wrap his he waist. Pulled, like he had the like actual from the grocery store. He no. The thing and wrapped it. He held that little piece in place. And no. Wrapped it around one time and then, no. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh man. People be dedicated. Yeah. Listen. Don't be mad at his waistline. I know. He I'm was, done with he that. He was snatched. He put the shirt on. Couldn't tell. I can't. A whole snatch. And so you know what? It's funny. There's like this dilemma too. Like when you grow up playing sports. Or as an athlete. He looked like a capital V. <laughs> <laughs> he said that man looked like a capital V. Oh, God. A capital V. When you grow up playing sports, right, as, a, as an athlete, and, and the people you went to school with who weren't athletes, right, and you run into these people at the gym, they do some of the weirdest stuff. <laughs> like, you be like, this is what you're doing to get in shape, bro. You don't need to do all of that. <laughs> it be so weird. And they be like, no, nah, you want to come work out with me? You're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stick to my routine. <laughs> I think good. they're judging people, y'all. Uh, somebody said it worked. Rita said it worked. There was Saran rap. Right. I guess Auntie so. Rita said it worked. Right. She's been having to snatch waist all her life since 86. Uh, Tell them, 86, her waist been snatched. No, I think women can get away with it. I don't waist know. Something been snatched since 86. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so here back to cultivating. Sorry. If you are single and you have children and you meet a man that has children, a key way to know if he's cultivatable is how does he teach his children's mother? Ooh. There it is. You know what I mean? It, everything is time. observation. No, say it again. If you are single and you're dating a man who's single with children, and if you're over 35, most likely you are, rather his children are minors or adults, how does he treat and respond to his, singles, his single mother? And my personal opinion, if you're not with her, you still celebrate her on Mother's Day because she's the mother of your children. Come on. I'm not saying you got to go over there and rub her feet, but you can send a card to some flowers and say, I appreciate you mm. because of you, we have healthy children. Mm. You loyal. You loyal. loyal. You know what I mean? Come on. And your kids got to see it. Your kids got to see it. Man, let me say this. There's an argument. Okay. Right? Like, you know, playing sports, scholarship sports or whatever, right? And and let's say, you know what I mean, Patrick's going to the NFL, right? And he gets drafted, right? And he not, you know what I mean, he not married. Then he gets a wife, right? And my teammates like, man, she don't deserve nothing, right? Get the prenup or or what have you, right? Um, or let's say he is married before he gets to the to the NFL, right? Then ten years in, they get in a divorce. And my teammates would be like, man, she don't deserve nothing, right? That ain't her money. That's his money. He made that money. And I be thinking to myself, now, what if somebody did that to your mom? Like, like let's think about it, right? Your, mom, your dad plays a professional sport. Your mom has raised you, right? Your mom has been your nanny or she has a nanny either way. She spends all those days with you while he on the road. Right, she makes sure you get into school. She makes sure that you you got etiquette. You don't embarrass them in public when he takes you in front of dignitaries and coaches and so and so. And she gives you everything you need to be a successful child, right? And then your dad turns around and says, "Look, this is my money, and I'm divorcing your mom, and she don't deserve none of it." How are you gonna feel? Like I would be hot. I I would be hot with my dad. The fact is, you think that you don't you don't owe her nothing because you play this sport. And I'm like, you can't put a price tag on raising kids. I'm like, kids become killers at some point, right? So, so you know, the kids that are either shooting up schools or or shooting up people or joining gangs or what have you, the reality is, is that sometimes, somewhere, some way, parenting failed, right? And so that that hurts our society as a whole. So the fact that you can downgrade motherhood because somebody makes millions of dollars, and you on, on top of that, you're going to be able to do that to my own mom, I wouldn't be able to respect you as a dad at all, no matter how much money you made. 
And we see that with certain rappers and certain entertainers right now where their own kids don't even speak to them because of how they how they treated their mothers. I mean, and and it goes back way to mothers treating fathers. Just because he don't want you don't mean he don't want his kids. Mm. I never thought in life that I literally have a friend who is so mad at the dude right now. She won't let him see the kids. It's unreal to me that he want to see his kids. And, and she don't care. She's so pissed. She like, he don't want to see me. He don't want to see his kids. They are kids. I'm like, boo, that, that's, that, that's the thing you have to consider about. Consider when you lay down and make a baby with a man. That he could wake up someday and not want me. That has nothing to do with the quality of life you deserve. You want to give your children. It's selfish. True. And the reality is, as Her a woman, still. I get her hurt and her pain because I, I literally have I've given up my body for the last six months for this man. I've lost weight, gained weight, thrown up. I got a, 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 a what is this? What I got a gallbladder infection. They want to do surgery. All kind of crazy stuff happening for his namesake, for a baby who ain't even gonna ever have my name. For a baby that ain't gonna have my name. And so the fact that you could someday not want me after all of this, that's hurtful. Mm. It's yeah. evil. But it's the truth and it's the, it's the reality of the world we live in. But I have to say, as a mother, I've already I've already begun to develop the practice of preferring my son over myself. Mm. And so because of that, even if even though every time I see his dad, I know it's gonna hurt. Because every time I look at him, I'm gonna think about my sacrifice and my love and all the cultivating I did, and then you decide you don't want me, it doesn't matter because we already have this life. Mm. And so it's it's not it's not for me to be angry or bitter. And especially if he's treating me good. It's one thing if he's being disrespectful and disrespecting me to my son. Now that's a whole nother context, because you ain't gonna do that either, bro. But if you're trying to love me in a in a platonic way, then I have to accept that. I can't make you romantically want me no matter I can't even if we still have well, seen it in boys I can't in the hood. You, want me. you gotta go with your daddy. You gotta be you have to be respectful. But listen, you know what I mean? We gotta we gotta cultivate, we gotta sum this up real fast because I got a little special shout out I wanted to do it's to my love. Boo. So we I don't think we talked about the verb. Is part. love a verb? Like, right. Um put it in the in the comments. Do you think love is a verb? If you don't know right. what a verb is. Is it a feeling? Right? Extra second grader. Um, is love a feeling, right? Is it how you feel about somebody? It's the way they make me feel. Oh my God, when I see them, my 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 eyes just turn colors and my face lights up, and when he talks, oh my God, it just gives me butterflies in my stomach. Like, is love a feeling, right, uh, or is it a verb? Which one would you rather? Would you rather feel amazing about somebody, or would you rather them do things to make you feel, I guess, wanted or amazing or taken care of? For me, love is a choice because, as as I stated earlier, occasionally I have emotional instabilities because I'm I have hormones in my body, and sometimes they make me a little strange. And so for me, I have to choose to commit to what I committed to. I have to stay committed to my commitment. So my choice in my marriage is my commitment is to always make sure that our house is conducive for a space to live and produce, to make sure I'm always supporting him in his business and his dreams and his ministry, even when I don't feel like it, even when I feel like he doesn't deserve it. So for me, love is a choice. And what I realize is just like with anything, when you will yourself, you start to feel it. Mm. I, a couple moments of helping him work on something, I start to love him again. Mm. I'm like, ooh. And if he got on these red shirts he wear with his calf muscle is flexing, it's always it's can always easy to love him her. when he look cute. Chance in her. So can you can you can you love someone and cheat at the same time? Tyrone said you could. Uh, you better call Tyrone. That's for next week. All right, so we're gonna talk about that next week. Can you love and cheat at the same time? Uh, okay. Cash your next vote. Week. So the week I after next. I definitely think that love is a verb. I think it's an action word, right? I think it's in what you do, right? Not in what you say or how you feel, but it's literally what you do because sometimes you don't feel like doing the right thing. Sometimes you don't feel like making a person feel good. 
But love says go past what you feel and do the right thing, right? Sometimes and they don't deserve it. People you love, I have hurt Rondell probably more than anybody and vice versa. So the people you love are capable of hurt. But mm-hmm. love is, but hurt. the love that we're talking about is bigger than hurt. Right. Yeah. It, I would even say that you can't love unless you're willing to be hurt. Yeah. Boom. Come on. Bars. We need to meme that right there. Can't love unless you're willing to be hurt. Listen, you got to step out on a limb. Like, it's, it's a dangerous place to be. It's a vulnerable place to be, right, to actually uh, give somebody your heart, right, and put it in their hand and say, hey, don't drop it. Um, right? No matter what is, happens. And this is your lifeline. jogging, hurdling, if it's, don't drop it. No right. matter what happens, you can't drop it. Right, and that's your lifeline. And and this is why I tell parents, you know, who be like, nah, I think they're going to get their first boyfriend at 14 or 15 or, yeah, I think I'm going to let them date, you know, when he turns 16. And I, this is what I tell the the parents of girls especially. I'm like, you're going to put your daughter's heart in a 16-year-old boy's hands? That fool going to drop that thing so quick. Like, c- come on. I'm like, butter They barely finger. know how to, They still got he, milk on their lips. Listen, he like Petey from, from Remember the Titans. You know what I mean? You're killing me, Petey. <laughs> You're killing me, Petey. He going to fumble that thing even if he don't want to. Sometimes you just get hit so hard you can't hold on to the ball. It ain't he ain't fumbling because he wants to. He it, a lot of times he might want to do the right thing with her, but he ain't got the tools. He don't have the skills. And when you when you allow your daughter to go through that, listen, it'll mess up their grades. It'll mess up their relationship with you. They'll stop listening to you. Matter of fact, they're taking advice from their other fourteen year old friend, and neither one of them know anything about life. Like it's a it's a gamble to put your heart in somebody's hands who is not responsible. And if you do that with a sixteen year old, listen. Good luck. Good luck. Listen, we gonna we gonna bring our bring our closing in. Listen. To love, love is an action. To word. love is an action. You choose to cultivate based on based on uh, cultivatable qualities. Mm. If they don't have them, don't waste your time. Versus either male or female, you have they have to have something worth cultivating. Mm. If it's dead, only person I know in history bringing stuff back to life is Jesus, and you ain't him. So let it stay dead. Move on. Um, that's my own personal opinion. Rondell was full of life. I ain't had to speak to no fig trees. We was, he was already growing. I was just I just sped up the process a little bit. Um, Tasha said they try to teach me in school that love is a chemical is chemical oxytocin and dopamine. Chem- love is oxytocin and dopamine. Well, I don't know if that's love. That's but your anatomy. That's, that's the chemical yeah. response to love. But love is bigger than what you feel. No, that's the chemical response to physical touch. And or physical to touch. Emotion. Which, okay, and, and I'll take stuff that. Stuff like that. See how he's smart he is, y'all? <laughs> but really quick before we go off, if you could share, share this if you thought it was a good. Leave your thoughts about it. Share it on your page. Um, tell a friend about Saints and Thugs. Let us know some things you want us to talk about. Um, we are a millennial marriage couple. We're celebrating millennial. five years. Millennial. We've been celebrating five years of marriage. We're working on our first baby. We have two successful businesses right in the process of purchasing our first home. God has been good. Life has been good. But I also want to celebrate my co-host and my husband. Just this week, Rondell received um, Outstanding Teacher of the Year Award from the National PTA in Roosevelt Elementary School. You know what I mean? Um, It's important that we celebrate educators all across the board, but particularly black male educators who are on the field, in the classroom, loving our kids, not just teaching them academics, but teaching them moral conduct. Because you can be all brilliant as you want to be but if you don't know how to love your neighbor like yourself you mm. bankrupt hit us with this quick video on our way out okay uh 
muted you guys too just oh. to say that. I, was like, I can unmute you right now if y'all want to talk. No, 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 no. Oh my goodness. Oh man. And see, that's how I knew he was cultivatable. It wasn't just me. The whole community agreed. It was um, a consensus. Oh, you know what? That's a bar, right? Find out what other people think about him. People that are close to him. Yeah. Right. Bad decisions are made in solitude. Ooh. Bad decisions are made in solitude. He ain't got no friends, no family, no nobody, nobody vouch for him. Right, he do everything by himself. Ah, not a good sign. Not a good sign. Yeah. All right, y'all. Follow us on Instagram, Saints and Thugs. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Saints and Thugs. Um, please share with you know, you know, we're trying to get our followers up or our our fan base up. And so um I'm Tanae Deneen Eskridge. Next week, love or cheat. What is it? What was it? What did we say? Oh, can you love someone and cheat next can week? Can you love someone and cheat? This yeah. is my co-host, Rondell Esker. Shout out to our executive producer, J. Patrick Wise, and our assistant producer who is away right now with her sick mom. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you guys next week. Remember, y'all know what we got to say. Brush, Brush your, your teeth. teeth. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.